Hello, everyone. Hello, hello. I wish you a beautiful, beautiful Saturday or Sunday, depending where you are. Um, finally, we get some sunlight in Germany. Not much, mind you, but still at least a little bit. And I think in an hour from now, there will be rain again. So <laughs> I decided to skip uh, hiking around or riding my bike today. Uh, so I'm not not bike and motorbike. I actually do have only a, a bicycle. But I don't like getting wet because I'm like a cat. If if it's raining outside, I go like, yeah, fuck you. I don't need that shit. So I stay home, mostly. I mean, I do like rain from a melancholic standpoint for observation or for the mood. Yeah, rain can be interesting. You know, it's sometimes even thought-provoking or it helps you relax. But if you want to go outside and you're in the rain, they're, they're like two types of people. The ones that are pissed and the ones that dance for, from, from joy. And I am the one who was mostly pissed. But that's okay. I'm also pissed about something else, which is the reason why I wanted to, uh, wanted, I wanted to talk to you guys. Or anybody who was actually listening. I was thinking about all these friends I had over the years. And what happened in those friendships, how they changed, how they, you know, um, transformed into something completely else, and how we got in, somehow estranged over, over the years, where almost no contact is present. At least one of them is gone for good. That, that's something I know for sure. And the current uh, long friendship I have with a guy who, uh, whom I've known for over 10 years now, um, I don't want to tell you what his name is, just in, in case somebody is listening who might know this guy. I'd like to keep this a little bit in private, but the chance is quite rare that anyone from, you know, my friends actually start listening to this. Because nobody knows I'm doing it. And even if they know and find out one fine day, It'll be too late <laughs> till then for me to uh, apologize. So I don't care. <laughs> We're going to just keep this very simple. Um, the reason why I wanted to record this is um, I have made lots of positive experiences with friends and many, many more negative experiences. And what strikes me as very odd, especially in this day and age, with you know the the uh, the amount of information out there. The lifestyles that we have chosen, new hobbies that have uh, risen, and uh, job opportunities, money, finances, and investment, and just everything out there, especially status-oriented people, they start to change rapidly because they can't really deal with with their circumstances, or in some cases, even success. In others, well, they were just more obsessed about their own well-being and I, I used to have um, a, a very close friend someone I've known for oh, I don't even I, I can't begin to, to count the years that I've known this guy um, he's um, he came from Poland and uh, we can like I said I, I don't want to give away any names but um, he was actually a quite decent and friendly guy, someone I loved dearly. He was very, um, he wasn't charming in any way. I mean, he had, 
He had no charms at all, but he was cute in his behavior. I mean, I can say that as a straight guy without sounding gay or anything. Not that I have anything against gay people. I just want to make that clear. Okay? So don't don't jump me like a shark here. But he had this 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 feminine side of of his he, that made him very very gentle and and sensible and and emotional human being. It was actually quite fun to talk to him because he had a very insightful point of view about life, about religion, which means that we're both um, atheists. I wasn't so strong back then atheist. I, I grew up being more of a of an evangelic and Catholic person at the same time because I experienced both. Then I decided to go to Jesus and tell him how much I hate him. Then I decided to step out of church. So in case you're listening and thinking that I might be a religious person, I am not. I understand why people are, but that's a different case. I have personally just very um, almost disgusted by, by certain religious forms, and I try to keep that away from me as, as, as much as I can. And back then, um, the, the topic religion became uh, quite important to both of us, and we kept discussing the, the matter of religion, the, the pros and cons of religion, and, and how much it affects society and, and the history of, of mankind. And we actually grew stronger as, as friends with, with this conversation. Also sharing uh, interesting point of views. For example, is there life on other planets? Are there aliens? And we both agree, oh yeah, for sure they are. But um, I don't want to get into too much detail. We can talk about that maybe sometime later. Um, it's because I always get the question, if you don't believe in God, why do you believe in aliens? And that's a very funny question, actually, <laughs> because the answer is much more logical than anyone can can probably realize who is actually asking that seriously. But we can get down to that maybe some other time. Uh, the point I'm making is we shared lots of hobbies. We were both video game nuts, absolutely. He wasn't too much of a comic book fan like me. But he was collecting Star Trek comics because we both enjoyed Star Trek quite a lot. And I think we still do, even though I haven't heard anything from him in over 10 years, or let's say 15 years. And um, we were very close, like I said. We shared some very uh, sensible information about our families, the way we were brought up, the fact that he was beaten by his dad when he was younger. He got uh, severely injured at some point. He got beaten with, you know, a belt or with a hand. I don't think with fists, but the father, his father was was very, he was very old-fashioned in this way. He was very conservative and believed that his family needed to be um, somehow violently domesticated in order to keep them in check, which is something I always despised. But I, I didn't want to get in the middle of this and you know, stick my nose into stuff that, that doesn't belong to me. I didn't want to start any arguments with his dad. I knew it would only cause more problems and he would probably, uh, my friend would probably suffer from that. The only person the father never touched in the family was actually their daughter, which uh, showed me that he valued his, his, his daughter much more than anyone else in his family, including his wife, because he did beat his wife that much, I know for a fact. And... My, my my pal, he got still beaten by him and in other ways and forms, physically punished and verbally punished, mentally abused completely and ridiculed to, to such an extent that it continued until his age of 16. 
So um, this kind of, we can really straightforward say there was more than enough domestic violence in his life. And I, I admired for him to actually stand up against his dad at one point and tell him, if you ever touch me again, I'll, I'll, I'll fucking kill you. And ever since that time, uh, his father actually realized that he, uh, he, he gone one step too far. And I don't even remember exactly what that was about. It was about nothing, really. Nothing important. Not important enough on, 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 in any circumstance or situation to actually, you know, pull your hands up or your fists up and, and try to uh, threaten your, your own child. There is no excuse for that, really, unless <laughs> the father might be... Um, I don't know, maybe the father feels threatened at one point and has to defend himself. But come on, how rare are these cases and how realistic is that? So in this case, the father was a complete asshole. He was a tyrant at home and a narcissistic prick. And his son wasn't like that at all. He was, like I said, very caring, very emotional. He always tried to, to make everything right and please everyone. And at some point, because... I had to move away. I had lots of trouble at home with my, my mom and, and the rest of my family because I think I, I covered that in my, my previous uh, podcast somewhere. My memory is very bad. Um, it was better for me to leave home, absolutely, instead of staying there. And I'm, I'm that person. If I realize there is a line that needs to be drawn, then I draw that line permanently. I, I, I tell somebody... Um, either I tell them directly, you step one more step towards me in any shape or form because I don't feel very well in this situation, then I am gone for good. And in other circumstances, if for, for example, one of my relationships uh, didn't work out, I'm the last person on earth looking to keep or maintaining contact to anybody of the family or friends because um, I have no reason to. It makes no sense. It's illogical to do that. Unless, of course, you have um, a, a, a deeper emotional connection to, to a certain individual, uh, someone you actually care about more than you were, you're willing to admit or something, then yeah, I understand why you want to keep contact. But uh, I think most people feel pressured in, into keeping a contact alive or um, be somewhat more uh, affiliated to, to the rest of the family because you feel there's an, obliga an, an obligation here that, that you need to be there for them in whatever shape or form because it's unpolite to just leave. No, it's not. It's not unpolite. If something doesn't work out, your partner, your, your, your spouse, whatever, okay? Um, if that doesn't work out, you were together with that person. You had a relationship with a daughter, husband, uh, I mean, you know, daughter, son, whatever. That's what I mean. And if that doesn't work out, you're not in a relationship with anyone else connected to that person. Not the parents, not the friends. You can choose whom you want to stay in contact with and why, but never feel pressured to do that. So that's, for me, just the case. I'm very straightforward, very cold. And if something doesn't work out, I always feel like this is really it, and it should be that way. Just leave, live your own life, something else will come your way. It doesn't matter. It never does. So, um, 
yeah, that's just the way I see it. And that's also a point where I decided to end my friendship with uh, this Polish dude. Um, I never regretted that, that decision, absolutely not. Because he made it quite easy for me in the end. Because after I moved out and lived my own life and had my first uh, long, serious relationship, um, which lasted three years, I think. <laughs> that was long, really, believe me. And, and he was, my friend was, was always somewhere in the background. I held lots of contact to him. We still played games online and talked about life, about jobs, about anything really. We were just brainstorming through life together on a constant basis. And we grew apart because he, he became addicted to a game where I couldn't pull him out anymore because he couldn't see the flaws that were actually taking place and the mistakes he had done. And I'm talking about a game that most of you know, and it's called World of Warcraft. And I have to say, I fucking hate this game. I despise the company for even creating such a game. Not only creating it, but designing it in such a shape and form that you have to be addicted to it. To spend more money, uh, make a, start a membership, okay, paying for their servers, for their company, for their employees for their maintenance, for, for, for the game and the software updates, just to give you the, the illusion that you have some sort of second life in a role-playing game that goes on endlessly. And I knew from the start, this doesn't make any sense. I mean, I do understand why people play this game. That's not the point. But I am just focused on either single-player games or multiplayer games. Games with an end where I can decide, you know what, I had enough, I, I, I got to leave, I don't want to touch this game in two weeks. But in World of Warcraft, once you're addicted, once you're in that game and you want to progress, you want to make the next quest, the next raid, the next war, whatever, player versus player shit. And I don't know, maybe you want to spend some more money on this game, maybe there's something else you can do in the meantime. And back then, I tried this game for three days... And I canceled it. It was just no point for me to actually play that. I haven't seen any value in this game that would make me come back to that platform and say, oh, wow, I can't live without you guys. Uh, no, I don't need that. I like Counter-Strike. I go, I go online for an hour or two. I kill some, 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 some people, flame around, you know, just let off some steam, and that's it. That's all that actually I can gain from this. I play around with a couple of my... My, my friends and co-workers and we play this game but sometimes other games but never anything that is long lasting for hours on end quest after quest role playing games online role playing games are to me personally one of the worst games out there I understand why they're successful why they are addicted but if you want to do something else in your lifetime and take care of the real stuff a bit more than the virtual stuff if you don't do that then you have a problem and he had that my friend he was, uh, he was so addicted. I shit you not when I tell you he went to bed, slept for two or three hours. He was living in a tiny apartment somewhere in uh, North Germany. And uh, I mean, back then we, we, we both lived uh, door to door almost. And um, he was actually a quite highly educated person. He, uh, he, he went to a university and completely trashed university because of World of Warcraft. And his parents were, of course, disappointed, especially his dad, as you can imagine. You know, very tough dude. And um, he tried again to get back into university, but he was expelled. Couldn't do that. So he went on a different... I'm trying to figure out the, the right word for this, but it's, it's like... 
It's a different form or, or status of university focused on specific topics and fields that you can study like economics and, and uh, programming, engineering, and that kind of stuff. And he went to that school instead because he said, yeah, I got I to gotta get back into school. That with the university was a huge disaster. I can't let that happen. So I have to score here in order to make something of my life. And all he wanted to do was actually be a programmer, a coder for some company to create God knows what. And I thought, okay, that's a cool job. You should do that. And instead of studying on that school, he just, you know, he had his books, he had his material. He looked at it once a week, I think. He just looked at it. He never read anything. And he went to some seminars. He went to hearings and all that. And uh, he had, of course, his tasks and his projects for school, but he didn't do that much in the end. He always looked for an escape route and then started to uh, almost deteriorate in his, in, his, in his apartment. All he did was playing this stupid uh, game. And what, what made even things worse, and that was the point where I decided to step back because I couldn't help him anymore. He wasn't listening. And I'm really serious. He wasn't fucking listening. He fell in love with a person online in that game, a woman he never met, but he, he talked to because of, you know, TeamSpeak and other online uh, voice services and, and all that. They had a, a clan or something. They had, um, um, they were just playing in a larger group, as you can imagine, and were always, they were more online in existence than offline. And that woman was out of work, had no job, uh, was, 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 um, I think I had two kids, completely out of shape too, because I saw a picture once and I thought, Jesus Christ, dude, are you serious about that? This woman had no control over her life. None. Nothing. She lived from welfare and there was a good reason for it. She had two kids and decided, I don't want to work anymore. I don't care. And that's the kind of person he fell in love with. And I thought, are you fucking crazy? Look at you. You're a fine dude. You look great. You're, you're kind. There's a sort of uh, handsomeness going on with you. You're not, you know, Humphrey Bogart, but come on. You're good enough by far. And there are women out there who, who would be looking for someone like you. You just, you, you can't hang yourself up on a person like that who will pull you down in a hole where you will never get out of. Or even worse, maybe, maybe you, 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 you get her fucking pregnant again. I mean, for her again. You know, make like uh, four children or something. And then what? You're going to pay for them for the rest of your life? Think about that, dude. Don't throw your life away. And that information, I tried to repeatedly get that in his head. All he did was play that fucking game so he could spend time with her. And in his head, that situation, the time when he was online playing with her together, that was an honest to God fucking relationship. And I'm not kidding. He was really convinced in seeing it that way. I'm not making this up. This is insane. And after a while, I just realized, okay, this is it. I can't, uh, <laughs> I can't do anything anymore. I'm not reaching this guy. And I used to reach him because he was smart enough to realize it. But he got lost. Completely lost like an addict. In a world that just doesn't exist. Neither his... His pseudo-girlfriend, and I know for a fact he never, he never went to her place. He, they never met in real life. Not once. They just kept talking and all that. And she was playing. I just, just imagine this. She was close to the age of 30, I think, back, back in the day. 
and two kids at home, and she wasn't even taking care of the kids. The kids were screaming in the background while they were just talking over voice, and they were malnourished. Um, their mom never paid attention to them. For what fucking reason do you need children if you just sit in front of the fucking TV or, or, or computer screen, play fucking World of Warcraft while, while your kids are crying, for fuck's sake? You know, that, that, that doesn't fucking make any sense. And that's the world he lived in now. And it, it, go, it, it went on and on, and it just, it was like, it was ridiculous. He kept talking about situations like, yeah, we broke up. And I, I said, look, dude, no offense, but you were never together in the first place. I said, no, no, we had a real relationship. Yeah, how? How can you say that? And which is, he was not capable of explaining to me what he felt, what he, he experienced, because in his mind, it wasn't necessary to explain it. For him, it was real. It was real love, too. You know, so... Man, that's a sad story. That guy was... He was fucked. And after a while, I, I, just, I just left him alone because I couldn't reach him anymore. He had no time for me. He didn't want to talk to me anymore. He just wanted to talk to her. To a non-existent female that was not really in his life. I just have to make that clear. And he played his game until he sacrificed the second university visit as well. He was expelled a second time. So he was looking for a different job, and then after a while he got, he got lucky. He, um, I think, I'm not sure where he works now, I think he moved or something. And he worked for a software company, uh, learned from them how to code properly for specific uh, software goals, drivers and all that kind of stuff, you know, uh, coding software for, creating apps for, for the iPad, the iPhone. That kind of business for clients, really. So he got really lucky. Actually, he begged almost to get that job. That's that's how how desperate he was to actually somewhere you know to, to fit in and fix something that was broken, something that he caused, you know. And I thought, okay, this is getting better, I guess. And then because of the, his 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 fascination for for the same game, uh, kept coming back to him, and then he he just. He got lost somewhere somewhere down the line. I know he's still alive, that, that much I know. But I, I told him at one point that even if, if I... The reason why I, I said to him, I don't want to be your friend anymore, I had enough, is I, I really was frank. I told him in a very rough way. I, I had enough of this shit. I can't take it anymore. I understand that you fell in love with, with something that, that doesn't exist. You lived in a completely different world there. We all understand how love works. Maybe you learn something from that. But now, I lived back then in, in, in Bavaria, I think for maybe three, four years. And I said, look, I'm coming back home to visit my mom some, and some, some friends probably. And I wanted to see you. And I told him weeks before that, if you can find the time, we can meet, hook up and talk about what's new, you know, for old time's sake. And he said, yeah, sure, no problem. I'd be happy if, you're, if, if, if I could see you again. All that crap. And then when the time came, and I, I told him soon enough, and I repeatedly reminded him, look, just a couple of days now, and I'll be there. Okay? Don't do any planning if, if it's not necessary. If you don't have any emergencies, let's, let's hook up. Let's go to a restaurant. Or, I don't know, let's play a game if you want to. You know, something like that. So I, um, I took the train back then. I went back home to, to North Germany, and uh, back then I still had contact to my mom. Uh, yeah, that's a complicated story, believe me. And um, 
So I called him, you know, and, and said, look, I'm, I'm here. Uh, when can we meet? And he honestly told me he had no time. So I asked him, what do you mean you have no time? I thought you could, you could arrange something. Are you working again? And I knew that he was working for a steel factory to, you know, uh, pay for his, um, for his hobbies, for his apartment, all that kind of stuff, for, especially for the games, of course. And um, I think, yeah, that was before he was working as a programmer. That was some time in, in between. That was a, like the end of his, his, uh, his university career. Before he got expelled, he was working in this company, this uh, steel factory, to pay for his, his tiny, tiny life. That was all he needed, which is fine. And uh, like I said, I went there, wanted to see him. I thought this was really important. After months, we could finally, you know, talk face to face instead of fucking Skype or something. And and he he just he sounded very lazy on the phone, and I could I could hear in the background how he was clicking and pressing buttons of of a game. I just you know this as a gamer when somebody is gaming, okay? You just you 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 instantly recognize this. So I asked him precisely, "Are you working this Saturday?" And he said, uh, "No." He said, "Well, what is it that you're doing?" Yeah, he's in in one of these raids, and he has to finish this, and it's going to take a couple of hours. He has no time. I said, are you fucking serious? I came all this way. I told you weeks before that I would come here to, to see you, not just the rest of my fucking family. I wanted to see you. And he just, he sounded like, he really annoyed on the phone, like saying, nah, I don't want, I don't want, like, as if he was saying, leave me alone. This game is more important. So I told him, fuck you. I don't need you as a friend. I hung up and that was the last time I talked to him. And I am happy about that because this guy was pulling me down, you know. And that was one of these lessons that I learned. If somebody pays more attention to something that is not worth anything, leave them alone. They're not good for you. And it, it went on like that. I just had, after that, some brief uh, smaller friendships, uh, mostly based on work, you know, colleagues from work, uh, various companies I worked for. And um, I also met somebody in also in South Germany, but it wasn't Bavaria. It was uh, Baden-Württemberg. In case you want to know where that is, just look it up. It's actually uh, west of Bavaria. And uh, there was, I lived there for one year tops. I, I don't think I live I, I lived there longer because I, I started working also for a steel factory to pay for my life somehow. And at, at, at first it was quite fun. It was very challenging because I learned lots of things like. Uh, welding and how how to deal with metal in the first place, all that kind of stuff, all the 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 uh, the typical traditional work environment and, and process of working with steel and aluminum. And I, I did like it, even though I got injured many times and burned. <laughs> but I, I noticed at one point, you know, I'm just breaking my fingers here. I got to get back to my desk, so I, I quit that job in the end. But I was working there for three years, and I. Basically took the train mostly to get to work there. I slept in the company in a, in a guest room. And I worked for roughly four to five days a week tops. Mostly four days. It was lo very luxurious for me. So I had long weekends and I enjoyed that. Because I was playing, of course, myself. Not just uh, studying some, some, some drawing techniques. I just kept working on that. I did both at the same time, actually. I was lazy as well, I, but I did have time for my friends, not just playing. Otherwise, I couldn't work. I have to make a living somehow, right? 
And um, before I moved from, that was from Bavaria to Baden-Württemberg again. No, not again. Sorry. First time. Then I lived there for a year. I quit the company because they just pissed me off. Because assholes, really. Then I went back to Bavaria and stayed there. Um, while I was working in that steel factory, there was a young guy uh, working there who was a couple of years younger than me at least. I don't really remember how old he is. I have brief contact to him still, but he's a very troubled person. Um, very kind, very also very gentle, just a, a completely normal, decent dude, but he had v- lots of problems socially, especially in terms of communication, of, uh, of keeping contact solid and useful at some point, because his problem was if, if I told him, for example... Do you have time on Thursday, let's say? Let's hook up and do some. Let's go to Burger King or whatever, okay? And he said, yeah, sure, I have time. Let's do that. And one day before, he would always call me or text me and say, I can't, I don't have any time. I have to do something else. I got to help my dad. I got to do this. I got to do that. And I thought, okay, that's, that's okay. No, no problem. We can do it next week. And occasionally, we actually went out to eat something. But that was basically spontaneously after work or during lunch break. But after work entirely, if you had like a free weekend or something like that or a few days off, there was almost no contact between each other. We just we also played some games. Not very much. He wasn't that good of a gamer, but he did like it sometimes. And he felt as if there was some kind of special connection to me because we what we did occasionally was we went to these uh, horror film conventions in Germany and we met lots of stars there if you can call them stars I mean we're talking about B-movie actors for the most part with the exception of Robert England we, we met him or he did I, I kind of hesitated I don't really I'm not that much of a fan of this guy but it was cool to see him live though and uh, well we we shared that we also shared the love for for horror and science fiction movies. But what was very complicated with him was if he wasn't really always on time, he wasn't, he had no no sense of, of, of direction at some point, I would say. What I'm saying is he wasn't reliable at all. Because when I moved back to Bavaria, when I decided to quit that company, I, I asked him, specifically him, because he was able to help me, Um, I needed someone desperately to help me move out furniture, especially the heavy stuff, because I couldn't do it alone, like old old electronic devices and old washing machines, that kind of stuff. You know how heavy this stuff is. So I asked him specifically, if you have the time, uh, and if you don't mind, to use your car for it. I mean, if yes, just say so. I'll look for a different solution. But he said, yeah, of course I'm going to help you. I'm not going to leave you alone with this. So um, I trusted him with it. You know, I thought, I can depend on you. Everything will turn out fine. And forget it. He, <laughs> he canceled me. He canceled three appointments that we actually set up. Three dates. I said, I need you on Monday. I can't do it. I need you on Tuesday. I can't do it. I need you on Thursday. I can't do it. And he always said, I'll be there no problem. And he always always turned me down three times in a row. I said, look, dude, this isn't funny. 
okay? I almost screamed at him. That, how, that was how angry I was. and said, I don't have much time left. You're costing me time. If I'm asking you, can you help me? And you say yes, it's okay if it doesn't work the first time around or the second time. But don't tell me bullshit. You have to help your fucking dad in the garden. I can't listen to this shit. Either you help me or, or not. But don't tell me that you have time just to cancel me a, a day later. I can't take this shit. I was really furious. And he recognized that and realized it. And that's the moment when he almost broke down in front of me and said that he has uh, social issues. He has mental issues. He wants to be with people. He wants to have friends, but he doesn't know how to stay in contact. And I told him, you, you're not helping the matter if you're telling people, um, yes, I'm going to come to your place. I'm gonna, we're going to do something. You need my help. I'll be there. I'm going to help you move. We can cook. We can, we, can, we can go out, go to a restaurant or something. We can do everything. He will, he will always comply until to the very end and say, I, I can't. And so I asked him really in, in, in an angry manner almost, okay, because I was running out of patience here because I had no time for this. And I asked him, why the fuck do you insist on complying to any kind of offer or idea if you always say no in the end? What's the point? Because all you do is piss people off. And I think he realized that by then. I think he also went to a therapy afterwards. I'm not sure on that, but I think he did. Because he needed help desperately. I could have punched him in the face for it. But at one point I said, if, if you really, I'm going to ask you one last time. Be honest with me. Um, the reason why I did that, just to be clear. I, there was no one else who would be willing enough to help me. At least I don't, don't remember that there was anybody who actually had the nerve or the time to help me out because I couldn't do it on my own. And um, so I went to him. He was, at the time, the closest man I had as a friend, the closest guy as a friend. And that's why I, I really told him, look, this has to work. If I can't do it, I'll be in trouble. I have to come up with uh, some kind of solution. I can't leave the furniture here and let the landlord do it. You know, he's going he's gonna to do it with a, with a company that he's going to hire to clear out the apartment. And I'm going to get the bill for it. And guess how expensive that fucking is. You know, and, and that's, I think he understood that. But he wasn't really willing to, 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 to keep the dates, to be there on time and to comply or not. I'm, 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 I'm searching for words here in case you haven't noticed. I'm, I'm not really on my best uh, uh, English terms today. But if you stick to, 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 to a date, you should really just, just be the best man or woman you can be at that, at, at that time. And if you can't make it, if something comes in between there, it's okay. But if it happens all the time, there is a, there is a problem here. And I think we all experienced that before. But in his case, he, he had really massive issues. And... I also asked him why his father is so important in the garden. Is it not possible to leave him alone for two hours? What's his point? What's he going to do? Burn down the house? So, of course, you know, I, I even asked him, I can talk to your dad if that can help. I'll tell him to leave you the fuck alone for a day. And he refused me to actually, he begged me not to do that, not to talk to him. So I, I thought, okay, there's something up here. 
something really, really weird going on. And because of stuff like that, um, I decided to cut the friendship a bit short because he was really unreliable. And at some point, almost crazy. Because I, I, the, the, at the time, the only person who was constantly texting me was him. He texted me almost every day and asked me the same question. And I'm not joking. <laughs> he asked me, I have to ask you something. Do you have time? And I said, uh, yeah, I have time right now. You can call me and tell me what it is that you want. Or I can call you. And I did this on purpose, not to call me directly, but I, I knew it, it wouldn't make any sense to call him, but I was tickling out the lie, the, 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 the issue that he had in his mind. And it, sometimes I, I succeeded because he felt almost embarrassed when I did that. Is I, um, I wasn't taunting him, but I was trying to make him realize that what he did was stupid. And serves no purpose instead of, uh, not instead, but it serves no purpose aside from the fact that you're pissing people off. Because every time I answered him, I have time, just call me. And then he said, I have no time. And I thought, when is it appropriate for you to have time? You have time to, to actually use your fucking phone and type the message while you're supposedly busy. So that's okay, but it's not possible for you to pick up the phone and ask me something. So what the fuck do you want? And he did that repeatedly, day after day after day after day. Until I, you know, just at one point I, 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 I walked up to him and said, you do this one more time, I'm going to slap you the phone in the face, dude. What is it that you want? And that was, again, that situation where he said, yeah, it's just, you know, he, he doesn't know how to deal with people. He wasn't sure how to, to establish a connection. And like I said, he was a very sweet guy, very, very friendly and, 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 and sensible and kind and decent in his behavior and appearance and all that. But if you wanted to do something with him privately, you really had to have patience. If, if, if you have no patience, you can't deal with people like him because you could, you could choke him to death at one point. You know, for being that kind of dorky. And after I moved away, uh, after that time when I moved away, we had brief contact with each other for for um, certain periods of time, maybe a week, then a pause in between for a couple of weeks, and then, then again a week, and all that. And, and um, I think he went with therapy afterwards. That was a time where I haven't heard anything from him anymore. Then he was in, in, in a relationship, a toxic relationship, didn't do him any good. So he went out of that. He, he, he just threw his, his girlfriend, thankfully, in the garbage where she belonged. <laughs> and then he found someone else after a while. He had multiple different jobs. And um, to my surprise, he always made quite good money. I'm not sure how, but he spent everything. So he's, he's not really good with, uh, with the finances either. But as far as I know, he's married now. He has two kids, so he's doing fine. He's also... He's not trash-talking too much into this kind of direction of, you know, wasting your time and asking stupid questions to an answer he doesn't really need. He just wants your focus and attention. And recently he started building up contact to me again because I haven't spoken to him in years. And he said, yeah, if you still want to be my friend, why don't we just, you know, try to catch up again and have a phone call or something? I said, okay, sure, uh, I, I have no trouble with that. There's lots of stuff has happened in the meantime. So yeah, let's talk. So I told him uh, that I have time la- uh, last week 
the entire week after noon. I'm home at 5. Call me whenever you feel like it. And of course, you might have guessed, he never called. And he, he never texted, never said anything at all. So I don't know, you know, I, I, like I said, he's a friendly guy, but there's not really much you can do with this, this dude. He's um, not only unreliable, he's really stone-cold crazy. He's, 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 he's crazy in a cute way, but, you know, I digress. Just do whatever the fuck you want to do. It's fine. Now, to end this uh, recording for today, the last friend I want to talk about is my current longtime friend who is also in the company I work for. I work in a logistic company. I do the dirty work, and I have been, I have been working together with him for almost 10 years straight in the same department, side by side. We grew as friends, even though he was a complete asshole, and I'm not joking here. His behavior is beyond ridiculous, absolutely ridiculous. He's narcissistic like no one else on the planet, worse than my own dad, I'm sorry, Dad, if you're listening, but it's it's true. <laughs> and, um, he's just he's he's he he doesn't behave very well. He's he's very very insecure, but he doesn't show it like most narcissistic people do. He is unpolite, although he's always on time. He's always there, never sick, and if he if he is, may, basically because of some small issues that bug him too much and then he makes you know like like every real man he makes the the biggest drama when he's sick or when something hurts so he's he's really an unbelievable pussy but um aside from that the way he behaved this this narcissistic behavior there was also something else i could sense that he was building up a wall to protect himself from other people because he had trouble in dealing with emotional uh, stuff and emotional connections because of because of experiences he had of disappointment and his own trouble in being socially adaptive adaptive and compatible uh, sorry that I, I apologize it's called compatible sorry <laughs> there is still some German in me that I cannot erase completely and I tried so um, he was struggling all the way through in the company to actually get respected or even liked by some people. And everyone up to this day fucking hate him with all their, their, their heart. Nobody wants to talk to him. Nobody wants to deal with him. It's, it's insane. And he has become a supervisor in that company after all these years. He had a chance. He took that chance. He became supervisor. I never wanted to do it. That's not the kind of job I want to do because they, they, they suck you dry. You really have to be a person of certain type, toughness, and stamina, and, and strategic, strategically strong enough, uh, not weak-minded, mind you, to see through all that chaos, and uh, to work with your colleagues and your supervisors. You know, we have we have a, a quite a wide. Um, hierarchy and then the company that is uh, it's not unique mind you but it, it's sometimes a bit weird especially to understand who is actually watching you and who isn't and whom do you have to answer to and, and so forth and it's uh, as, a, as, a, as a team leader in that as a supervisor in that uh, company 
it's not easy to to survive i think it's um we have some great people there some some dudes who actually built up a gigantic career and who made something of themselves and i know quite a few of them some of them i know personally and then there's him my 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 bosom pal you know he knows me like no one else does and uh, he became team leader at a, at a time when I thought, when I, when I watched him, you know, we, they had two people to choose from, a woman and him. Now, the woman was more of a happy-go-lucky type, and the company said, yeah, we can't use someone like that. We need someone with integrity, somebody who can actually, you know, who has leadership qualities. And they thought he might be the guy because of his egocentric, selfish uh, narcissistic view and that was a mistake making him a boss was a mistake and I'm sorry to say that I haven't told him myself to be honest I told him in a different way under four eyes you know just 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 the two of us at his home on on his kitchen table I told him look um, the way you behave in the company as the absolute prick that's not going to work out for you very well. I know you're a boss, but this isn't a small company where you can be the boss and everybody has to play along. But he's the boss of one department, of my previous ex-department. And uh, <clears throat> because I, I left there, and uh, for, for many reasons, including him. And um, it's not like he treats me differently, but he's starting to do that now. Because um, it's 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 quite weird trying to get words here. I, I need to I need to drink some some wine, guys. I'm sorry, my my throat is dry. I don't want to drink any water because I need some wine to, this afternoon. Yeah, I'm an alcoholic. I'm sorry. What can I do? Hmm. Sweet red wine. What the hell am I drinking anyway? It's a German wine out of a liter bottle. Portuguese wine made in Germany. What's it called? Rebenzecher. <clears throat> Don't drink it. It's not that good. Hmm. Never mind. Where was I? Of course I'm drinking from the bottle. What the fuck are you thinking? I don't need no glass. Okay. Oh man, this 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 chair is killing me. So where was I? In the in the beginning, when he applied for that job, he told me in private that he wanted to apply, and I said, "Okay, this might be the opportunity you're looking for and have waited for so long." Because, in truth, you know, um, when he was younger, he was he was a a massive drug addict. Well, maybe not massive. That's, I think, a bit over the top. But he had some experiences with, with drugs. And as you can imagine, because they're, <laughs> they're drugs, they were negative. And they, they could have destroyed him, but they didn't. So he, he found his way back. He went into therapy and all that. You know, just He got cleaned up. Then he took his life back into his hands as much as he could. He jumped from one relationship to another, at least as far as I know. And the last woman he stuck with, he got married to. And uh, they're both crazy and insane. Um, she is too. So they, f they fit together like a hand, like a glove on a hand or a fist in someone's eye. That's also an expression, by the way, in German. And um, 
over the years, he started to become, because of this new job now, um, he earns much more money, which is good for him. I really don't, I don't mind that. I have my own money. I would never be jealous of anyone because of their cash. I'm not that kind of person. It makes no sense to me because if he applied for that job, he gets the job. He does the job. He does it not so well, mind you. But he gets paid for it. He gets compensated for it in a highly manner. So it's his job. He deserves the money. That's not the point. The point I'm trying to make is he has become such an, 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 an eccentric prick that even his colleagues, as much as I know, and um, I can't tell this as a fact. I'm not, I'm not uh, 100% sure because no one is going to tell me that in the face. But I can tell from observation, from listening around and being very careful here, that his colleagues don't want to have anything to do with him. They hate him, they despise him, but they know they have to work together with him. Okay, we're, we're talking about all the team leaders here. And um, it's, it's, it's really, it's, it's, it's mind-boggling because there were many employees, normal employees like me, who, um, who, who complained about his behavior and the way he treats people. Not just once or twice, numerous occasions. So I'm, I'm sitting here, you know, at the outside watching him transforming into this, this tyrant in the company and not realizing that he might be at one point even responsible for losing his job if he can't get it together because he's not the only one who got kicked in the balls once, okay? They had many supervisors who misbehaved um, and I'm really talking about misbehavior and they had to cut them down otherwise they would damage the company from the inside and we could lose people. Many employees have quit and just because they don't like the environment anymore, they don't feel at home in the company, so they leave. Of course they do. What else should they do? Stay there and let, let themselves get butchered? Not everyone does that. So I was one of these people who surprisingly uh, left that department. I went to a different department now. And I feel much more at home there than I did before. And uh, the work is more peaceful, really. It's, it's a... We have different supervisors there, the supervisors that don't squeeze my balls all the time. And even though I am his friend, or at least from some perspective, I was his friend, let's put it that way, mildly, he treated me neutrally, like a friend. And um, I could tell that it was difficult for him sometimes to actually choose the words wisely to not hurt my feelings, <laughs> especially when I did something wrong or if he was of the opinion that we can't talk normally because somebody is listening to us. He's very paranoid. And uh, so from my perspective now, all I, all I can see and hear are constant complaints about his performance and his social status there. And he, you have to imagine, this guy is making a lot more cash now, and he's not saving anything of it. He's spending it all the entire time. He has a house for rent, which he took for his, his wife and, and, and daughter, which is fine. I get that. More space, more, more room for everyone. It's, it's okay. I would do the same if I had a family. Sure. But I don't. <laughs> I don't mind. And I was happy for him that he could find a new home. So I helped him move, of course. You know, I, The whole program, I carried his furniture. I did everything for him just to make this work for him to be done in three days. And we could all live happily ever after. And he also helped me when I move because he's at least responsible enough 
uh, he can show responsibilities and be um, reliable if I need him. And that, for some reason, changed suddenly. Just, we're talking about weeks here in the past. Because while I was working on this wooden shelf here behind me, uh, no, you're not going to see it, I'm sorry. But I told him weeks and months before my project, before my vacation, that I am taking two weeks off just to be there at home or at some other dude's place to work on the shelf to get something done because I'd like to have it for my home. I don't want to buy anything. I want to create it for myself because it's fun. He understood that. He offered me his garage, mind you, so I could work day in and day out without you know, being in the way of anybody. And I knew that something was not right here. So I kept reminding him, look, um, the date is coming closer. My vacation is almost there. I'm going to get my tools. I'm going to buy that wood. I need your garage. You still with me? And he said, yeah, sure, no problem. I'll give you the key to the garage. Just be there. Grab your shit, and you can do whatever you want. He also offered me his, his uh, power tools in case I need any, which was cool. So I was happy about that, and I was looking forward to my vacation to be in this zen moment of, of, of carpenting and crafting. And I do like that kind of work. I'm not a, I'm not a professional, really. I'm just, uh, <laughs> I'm just a, a hobby enthusiast who likes to do something for himself. So now here's the kicker where it actually starts to get more, 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 more complicated. I went to his place, I unloaded my car, all that wood, and I started, you know, working on it for two days. First vacation week, first weekend. I went there, I went to the, to the shop, okay, I went to that, that, it's something like Home Depot, if you know what I mean. You just, you, you get your tools, you get your, your supplies, your wood, and uh, you start, uh, you, just, you can start working on whatever you want. You can get almost anything you desire. I love that. And um, so, like I said, I drove to his place. I started uh, working there. And on Saturday, it, was, it started to become a bit more weird. The situation, the mood there wasn't exactly right because... For some reason, the communication between him and his wife are completely destroyed, <laughs> okay? They're not talking to each other because he didn't tell her that I would be there on a constant basis for two weeks to work. Uh, I don't know why he, he hasn't mentioned that. I have really no idea. So I, when I was there, I felt like an unwanted guest. So I asked them, is this okay that I'm here? Are you sure? Because, you know, I, there's a lot of work I need to do. Um, I, I, I can't... I cannot just, just work on this for like two hours and then go home again. I can't get anything done like that. And, um, well, at first they said it's fine. He said it's okay. We can figure something out. Then he's, he told me, you can't be here in the morning. So I said, why? You, you two are both, both working. You're not at home. And he said, yeah, but the daughter is at home and uh, we, we fear that she might be disturbed because of your noise. You know, homeschooling because of COVID. You know, her, his daughter is like 17 or 18. It's not his daughter, it's hers, but it's, it, it's a different story. So I thought to myself, what the fuck are you talking about? She's old enough to concentrate on her shit. And the garage I'm working in is, is separate from the house. The noise I would make 
with closed garage doors just working inside is very minimal. So I asked him again kindly, what the fuck are you talking about? You know, and, and um, well, he said, yeah, that, that's just uh, the way it is. You have to come in the afternoon. So I thought, whoa, this is going to be a long two weeks, pal. And at one point when he was, uh, I'm talking, you know, Sunday I couldn't do anything because in Sundays the law says you can't do any noise. No power tools except gardening maybe. You know, mowing the lawn, that's allowed. But anything else like really working, construction work, steel work, woodwork, no. There is a law that's forbidden unless you can work silently, completely without anyone being disturbed. And uh, so I had to come back to his place on Monday and I asked him, is it okay if I show up now? And he said, yeah, but come in the afternoon. So I thought, Jesus Christ, man, I can't believe it. I have to be there in the morning. So I went there 4 uh, p.m. So I looked at him, and he was, um, he was a bit pissed. I'm not quite sure why. I haven't done anything to him. Um, at least I really know that I haven't done anything to piss him off. And um, I told him on Monday that I, I need to do as much work as possible. And again, I had the feeling that I was just disturbing him or her. It wasn't quite clear because the communication wasn't really clean or honest. Let's, let's, let's put it that way. And um, on Tuesday, I lost patience here because I knew I'm losing time. Um, I'm, I'm moving in to the, mid of the, to, to the middle of the week without getting anything done. And on, 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 wait a second, it was Monday, right, on Monday... He said he has to work late shift for the rest of the week because his colleague was falling out. He was sick. And he has to lie down to get some rest in the afternoon, even though he works late afternoon for the next day. So I asked him, why do you have to lie down now? Don't you, don't you feel well or something? Do you feel sick? I said, no, he's just tired. And he doesn't want me to work with the power tools because he'd like to sleep. We're talking 4 p.m. here. Okay. So that's when I looked at him like, what the fuck is wrong with you, dude? I mean, we're talking about an absolute pussy who cannot take care of his shit. Okay, it's, 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 it's mind-blowing, really, how this guy can function without killing himself by, via accident or something. And that's when I lost my, my patience. I, I just told him, look, okay, it's fine. I didn't want to fight with him or anything. I'll just grab my stuff. I'll go home. I was even working on some of the, that, that, that wood that I bought by hand working it with, uh, you know, smoothing it with sandpaper, some grinding shit here. And I did that for two hours until I couldn't feel my arm anymore. And I'm not really the most physical guy here. So I grabbed my car, drew, went back home, then I called two of my, my other friends and asked them, if one of you guys has some space for me, I have a problem here with this dude. He's not doing me any favors right now. He's standing in my way. He doesn't let me want to work, even though he told me I can, I can do it. And they said, yeah, we know this guy. We know him. We know him. Grab your shit. You can come to us. It's no problem. So I did that. I moved from his place. Uh, next day, I picked everything up. I told him, look, I'm on, I'm on my way. I'll give you the garage key. I just need my stuff back. I'm going someplace else. And he didn't ask why. He just said, okay. And I could see that he was relieved. But he was also pissed because he wanted to know who's helping me now. And the guy I mentioned, 
because I was honest to him. Said um, at least in this regard, I was honest. I didn't want to complain about the fact that he was almost lying to me, uh, acting like a friend, and then trying to help me out, and in in the end, pulling away from me and and backing out, backing off, and saying like, "No, you can't do it. You can only do it when I say so." Fuck you. That's not how it works. I told him I need the space. Can you do that for me? And if he says yes, I think he's telling the truth or not. Okay, I don't have time for games. If you don't want me there, then you just say it and I'll, 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 I'll leave. I'll do something else. I'll work in my toilet if I have to. And, um, well, he never really told me what's going on. Maybe he wanted to be polite. Maybe he had some fights with, with his wife. I have no idea. I really have no idea. And I don't care anymore. But I told him I'm going to a specific guy whose name is this and that. And he's a colleague of mine from work as well. And I know that both of them, they hate each other. Absolutely. Especially my, my pal, the guy who kind of disappointed me here. My, my, my previous team leader, if you will. He hates his guts. He doesn't like this guy for one fucking bit. And I, I don't really know why. They are just both completely different people and he doesn't, my former friend, so to speak, um, he doesn't like anybody really except me, or at least I thought he did. And I told him with a smile on my face, yeah, he's going to help me out because uh, it's easier with him. He has the space. I'm not going to be in his way or, or annoy him. I'll be done in two weeks and it's going to work out. Well, let's say one and a half weeks because I lost time because of this prick. And ever since that, that day, we never spoke again. Nothing. He didn't call me when I had my birthday. He never, he didn't, he, he wasn't thinking of me much. And I have to admit, I, I did forget his birthday too. Because that's the kind of guy I am. And I'm ashamed of that because I walked up to him and said, I'm sorry. I'm sorry that I forgot your birthday. I, I, I didn't mean to, for that to happen. I feel ashamed. I really apologize. And I told him, you can have anything you want. It's fine. I'll, I'll take you out to dinner. I'll buy you something. I don't, I don't care. I want this to be settled between us. Because I really felt super ashamed. Because I'm very forgetful. And even those people who are close to me, I have to write everything down so I don't forget. But in this case, he forgot my birthday for the first time. But he, he, doesn't, he didn't say anything. He never even called. He didn't even apologize. Don't get me wrong. I don't need any gifts from him. I don't want to see money or, or, or anything else. That's not important to me. But it's okay if he reminds himself every now and then, oh yeah, there's this, this, this uh, skinny uh, pseudo-artist douchebag. His birthday is, 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 is in May. I should give him a call. If he thinks of me, that's enough. Okay, But forgetting me completely and not even you know, later on coming to me like, oh yeah, I'm sorry, I, I had so much on my plate. I didn't mean that. That would be fine. You know, I would, I wouldn't, I would look past that. No problem. My birthday is not special, but being completely ignored and, and and disposed of that, I don't like. Okay, I don't need parties. I don't need presents. I don't need anything. But if somebody just says hi to me, I hope you have a nice day on that day. That's fine. That's enough. They don't even have to say happy birthday. But he didn't do shit. He just cut me off like that. You know, and um, that showed me what kind of friend he really is because he's so. Too much obsessed about his own status and lifestyle at this point. Because I am not shitting you when I tell you he's the only prick in that company who comes in the company with expensive as fuck 
clothing, as you can imagine. And he's been ridiculed by his colleagues. They laugh their asses off because they cannot understand what the fuck's going on in his head. He's not the boss of the company. He is only a team leader. He is a boss for a small department. Not a major department that the company lives and thrives from. It's a niche department because we need it to exist. And that's it. He has to take care of that. And he walks in there like he's a Caesar in, in his palace with expensive uh, coats that cost almost, you know, 600 euros, 700, 1,000. His shoes are expensive. And he bought a hat. He dresses up like a grandpa, even though he's 40. <sighs> Man, I don't... I don't understand sometimes what the fuck is wrong with him. Why he doesn't see the... the... Excuse me, I need some wine here. <laughs> I don't understand why he doesn't see the problem that he has created for himself. That he's counterproductive for himself. His narcissistic behavior and persona and, and, and appearance is not good for him or his family or his job or his friends. And he doesn't realize it. And I'm sick and tired of pointing this to him. And giving him, you know, I, I, I told him straight, you are jeopardizing your job if you keep continuing like this. You're jeopardizing even your friends or your family if you don't pay attention to what it is that you're doing. And he didn't, he just dismissed my, my criticism and said, I don't have to be popular. I just have to do my job and people have to do what I tell them to do. And that's it. He doesn't care about anything else. He wants his bonus. He wants his bonus, he wants to spend it on some more expensive shit, collector's items, designer stuff, clothing, and it goes on like that. I even talked to his wife, and his wife told me that she is freaking the fuck out. He can't stop. He's like addicted to this kind of lifestyle. He wants more and more and more, and he's completely changing himself now. Now he showed me that I am annoying him. And he's even pissed off because I choose a different friend, someone he doesn't like, just because that friend is more forthcoming to me and gives me the space I need because I'm desperately asking for it. And I don't want anything in return like you have to help me work on this shelf. No, I want my peace and quiet. I can do this by myself. That's not the point. I never told anyone, you know, to, 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 just to spend their private time with me and, and help me paint or, or saw or, or, or grind wood, whatever. Okay, just, just give me the space. I'll give you something for it if you want something, it's perfectly fine. Of course, I gave. You know, I, I, I always do. I, I show uh, gratitude and appreciation for, for the service here. And uh, that's fine. Everything else, I just want to be alone with my work. Not alone completely. I don't want to ignore everybody and treat them like, like, like shit or something. No. I spend time with them. But in most cases, I just you know slip back into his garage or his uh, working shed and uh, continue working. And I, like I said, I, was, I completed my, my stuff, my project, at least as far as I needed to, in those two weeks. And I was completely exhausted. And I haven't heard a single fuck word or message or anything else from my previous so-called super friend. So yeah, I'm kind of pissed. And maybe I have done a mistake. Maybe I was too naive. Maybe I should have cut the cords much sooner. Maybe I should have told him, look, Having you as a friend is stressful enough because everybody keeps telling me you're an asshole and I have to defend your name and your, your, your person. And I have to explain to them, he's not such a bad guy. You don't know him as well as I do. Now look at me talking about him. You know, I feel fucking disappointed. 
He's a prick. He's an unbelievable prick. An asshole beyond belief. But he was loyal to me for so many years. And I appreciated that. I, I really did. And I helped him as many times as I could. When he needed help, I was there. You know, if I needed his help, he was there too. But now, I don't get it. I, I don't know what happened. If, if a switch maybe went off in his head, like telling him, yeah, he's, he's, he's beneath you. You don't need him. He's not as successful as you are. I don't know. Maybe he got pissed because I, I chose the other guy because he gives me freedom. And he's not bitching around and whining like, I'm tired, I have to go to sleep. No, he, he lets me work, you know. And, um, yeah. That's my story for today. I was, I was complaining for over an hour about friendships that kind of suck. So, right now, I'm not quite sure where this is going to lead me at, at some point. If this friendship will somehow revive, if he will come to his senses and realize the shit he was doing, or you know the the, the typical asshole behavior of this guy, maybe he um, he comes to his senses. But I think he he won't. He will be the same narcissistic guy, because deep down in his own soul, and I told him that I think all you want to do is get appreciation and respect from your father, because from the time when you took drugs. In his eyes, you were a failure. You were, you were the black sheep of the family. And you know that. And I told him that. I swear to you, I told him. And he knew that I was right. And I didn't tell him that to, to hurt his feelings. I just told him that to give him a perspective on what the fuck is wrong with him. And why he's doing what he's doing. For what purpose. And he knows I'm right. Of course I am. As an outsider, I can see what he's doing. From his perspective, he does, he's not aware. Of course not. It's like an addict, really. You know, ironically like an addict. He wants more of something that is bad for him, and he can't stop. Now look where we are. Now I'm still here drinking, because I love drinking. Mm. Don't worry, I'm not drunk. Maybe later tonight, I don't know. But I'm, I'm just, I am concerned sometimes because I don't know what the future is going to bring. I know that I try my best to, to treat everybody with respect. And sometimes I fail. Sometimes I make mistakes. Of course, I'm not perfect. I am a prick myself sometimes. And I can be a real smart ass and annoying at some point. But in the end, I do, you know, I, I find my way back to the real world because I know I am a nobody. A nobody. I am no one special. On, in, on, on this planet. All I do is I make some people happy sometimes with a few lines I draw and put a smile on their face. Sometimes on a good day I get paid and that's okay for me. But since I don't have a family and, any, and, and everything, friendship is something I value the most. But if friendship doesn't work because of certain issues or because of damaged personalities and, and like in this case, a narcissistic dude that doesn't really realize what he's doing, then life loses some of its fun. And um, I have other friends too. They're not perfect, mind you, no one is really. We all have issues and, and we sometimes don't get along, but we talk about it openly and then we find our, ourselves back in the same spot where we began and we learn from each other. And that doesn't work with a narcissistic team leader dude. So, yeah, it's... Um, it's a complicated story, and it's a sad story. 
uh, I've met other people as well who have disappointed me over the years and became uh, very unpleasant people to be with. And I guess that's an, it's an ongoing experience, I suppose. You meet people, you like them, you become friends, something happens in life and that friendship is over. Maybe it can be repaired. Maybe uh, there will be a barrier in, uh, between us that can be removed or a bridge that can be built and everything gets back to normal. Maybe we can learn from one another if at least two of us are willing to learn, listen, and communicate. And in my case, I've been thinking long about this. I really can't see anything I've, I've done wrong. Maybe you guys can see that. Maybe you, you've, you've recognized... Dean Laxer here is, is an asshole. He's a prick. Uh, he deserves to be alone. He deserves to have no friends. <laughs> He's an alcoholic. Who wants to deal with him? Yeah, maybe, maybe you're right. Maybe you're right. But maybe I'm right. And the other dude is losing his mind. I don't know. But whatever it is that you're experiencing... Right now, whatever life you have, if you have good friends, if you have friends you can count on, if you have reliable people in your, uh, in your life, uh, cherish them, value them as high as you can, because there will come a time where those people won't be there anymore for various reasons. And everything else, just put a smile on your face. The sun is going to shine at some point for all of us. And there's a time and a place for every friendship to, to thrive, I guess. Well, next time when I'm back, I'm going to talk to about one of my favorite movies, and it's going to be probably Ghostbusters or uh, Jason Voorhees. So stay tuned. Maybe we will be back sooner than later. I wish you a very nice uh, Saturday. Have fun out there. Stay safe. Wear a mask if you have to. And uh, maybe have a drink on my behalf. Take care. Over and out.